0: Okay. Dyslipidemia. This is a subject that I have very, uh, what's the word? Not ambiguous. Ambivalent. I feel ambivalent about this. Now, here's the thing about lipids. Half of all heart attacks occur in persons with elevated cholesterol. That means half of them don't. Yet somehow cholesterol has become this horrible, vilified monster that we must destroy and ruin any, any uh, enjoyments of eating. I tell you, it's a, mostly a bunch of bunk. And when we go to research, we'll talk about that bunk. But for now, I'm going to teach you the party line. Because the party line is what you have to know for your tests and your boards, and you won't pass med surge if you answer what I think about this, you'll have to answer what they think about it. So, now, th- this part is not bunk. This is fact right here. Lipoproteins are a fat plus a protein. Now, fats do not dissolve in water, and the blood is primarily water. So, in order to prevent fatty emboli from forming all over your blood, we have to have a carrier molecule. Those carrier molecules are called lipoproteins. They can contain lipids, phospholipids, cholesterol, or triglycerides. Um, Cholesterol is needed for plasma membrane maintenance. If you don't have cholesterol, your plasma membranes will just kind of dissolve and ooze, and you won't be a person anymore. We need cholesterol to form sterol hormones, like one of my favorites, testosterone, like one of your favorites, estrogen, and we also need the, oh, and let's not forget uh, cortisol. And then we also need the, um, for bile acids. Bile acids are necessary to absorb dietary lipids. So without them, we'd all die. Cholesterol is important. Now, cholesterol cycle. Hopefully you got this in nutrition. Maybe A and P2. Your body absorbs fats in packages called chylomicrons. Does that sound familiar? These are very large fat molecules that are, that are trapped in protein that float in the blood. They're absorbed from the gut. They float in the blood. They go to the liver, where they are broken down and packaged into other things. See? Transported to liver. Now, the liver is going to manufacture... A couple different things. One of them is called very low-density lipoproteins. The center of it is a triglyceride. The outside of it is protein. We have low-density lipoproteins, which are cholesterol plus protein. And then we have high-density lipoproteins, which is phospholipids plus protein. In, in addition to that, there's some other stuff, such as lipoprotein A, also called L-P-little-A. I don't know why they call it little a, just whatever. So here is a picture of what one looks like. So here you have a hydrophilic coating made up of phospholipids. Here you have what's called an apolipoprotein. And then in the center you have the lipid core. So this thing can dissolve in water and float around in the blood without causing fatty emboli. What's in the middle is really what determines what this thing is. is. Got it? Now, when I told you about this VLDL, LDL, and HDL, even that's a simplification. There's really subtypes of each one of these, which are slightly different, but that's all we need to know for the moment. So now, let me ask you this question. When we do a blood test and we take your cholesterol, what are we measuring? Are we measuring the number of these particles in the blood? What are we measuring then, if you say no? Well, someone said, well, maybe it's just the ones with cholesterol. How, have you, how many of you have ever gotten your cholesterol checked, and not just the cheap one when you give blood, like a real cholesterol test from your doctor? Yes, ma'am. Well, what does it say on it? It says total cholesterol, HDL, LDL, and triglycerides. So when you go back to this slide, we check all three of them. But what are we actually measuring? Are we measuring the number of particles in the blood? Or are we measuring something else? Something else. Now, let me... Let's uh, talk about eggs for a moment. How many of you like eggs? I love it. I love it. Okay. Now, there's really two ways to measure eggs. You can measure them by the weight of what's inside them. Yeah, I know. Or you can measure them by. Yeah. I put the T before the H. Now, if you're doing a recipe, you might have a recipe that calls for a certain number of eggs. Or you might have a recipe that says you need so many ounces of eggs. Now, is that ounces with the shell on or off? Off. So what you have to do in order to measure the weight of the eggs is crack them into a bowl and then weigh them. You have to make sure you don't weigh the bowl. Oh, they need to have them. Now, if you do a count, what do you do? Count the, count the number of eggs. Now, in a cholesterol test, guess what we do? Uh, oh. way, way. What we're going to do is we're going to break open all of those different carrier molecules and we're going to weigh them. We're going to get the total number or the total amount of cholesterol inside them. So if you pay careful attention... It will not say LDL on your cholesterol test. It will say LDL C. Why C? For it's the cholesterol that was inside the LDL. Now, let me ask you this question. We went way, way back, like last week. Whew. Hey, last semester was ancient for you guys. You don't even remember talking about Plavix. So, when you go way way back to last semester, or not last semester, last week. What did we say? What do we say gets eaten to form fatty streaks? Well, foam cells are what the macrophages become after they eat cholesterol. So, Do they actually eat cholesterol or do they eat lipoproteins that contain cholesterol? They actually eat the lipoproteins that contain them. So, what is going to increase a person's risk of heart disease? More particles or more cholesterol inside a particle? It's the number of particles. It's the same way as if I had a handful of eggs. What's going to determine whether you have a bigger chance of getting hit? If I have more eggs or if I have more weight? Okay, so if I had six eggs, I'd have six chances to hit you, right? Or if I had just one ostrich egg? I might miss. So, research has actually shown that what really increases the risk of foam cells forming is an increased number of particles. But that is not what we test for when we test for cholesterol. Ah. Now, the Now, I know the next question you have. Well, do they have tests that measure the actual particles? Yes, but they're more expensive. All right, now, dyslipidemia. Um, is an imbalance in the proportion of lipoproteins. It's called primary if there's no other causes and secondary if there's something else causing it. Diabetes can cause it. Hypothyroidism can cause it. Pancreatitis can cause it. And renal nephrosis. Yes, renal nephrosis. Now, here are the treatment goals. This is kind of complicated. If a person has no cardiac risk factors... You take the top number. So for men, you want to be less than 240 total cholesterol, less than 160 for LDL, and greater than 40 for uh, men, greater than 50 for women on HDL. Got it? Now, if you have one cardiac risk factor, then you want to be less than 200, you want to be less than 130, and you want to be the same for the HDL. Now, if you have two risk factors or more, then you want to be, again, under 200, under 100, and same thing for the HDL. So which one of these changes depending on cardiac risk factors? LDL is really the one that changes. Triglycerides should never be higher than 150 on anyone. Um, Now, the thing about triglycerides. Triglycerides are highly dependent on meals. So you should take your cholesterol fasting if you want to have a good triglyceride level. And when I say fasting, what's fasting for blood sugar? Eight hours. hours. For triglycerides, you want 12 hours. Now, the major thing about triglycerides is if triglycerides are high, that will screw up the LDL. What? 12 hours, yeah. If triglycerides are high, that will screw up your LDL reading. If triglycerides go above 400, it puts the person at risk for pancreatitis. Write that down. If triglycerides go above 400, it puts the person at risk for pancreatitis. 400. Four, zero, zero. <laughs> <sighs> okay. That's funny. All right. Okay, now, you need... apparently I never finished uh, doing that lecture. Now, there's um, three drug classes that you need to know for... Um, for cholesterol. Well, there's really four, but all right, the most important one is statins. Statins work by inhibiting one of the enzymes responsible for making cholesterol. It's complicated, they do more than that, but that's what that's the major thing they do. Statins are the only drug that treats cholesterol that has ever been shown to improve cardiovascular mortality. There is quite a bit of controversy among some people as to whether it's the cholesterol lowering that causes the uh, benefit or whether it's other things, because statins also decrease inflammation in the uh, endothelium. And what did we say that you needed in order to have a fatty streak formation? Endothelial inflammation. Um, But the party line is that by lowering cholesterol, statins improve cardiovascular mortality. They can actually make clots, or not clots, they can actually make um, atherosclerotic plaques shrink. The major adverse side effects, muscle pain. What? They can cause rhabdomyolysis. Uh, most of the ones that have high risk of it have been withdrawn from the market. Um, the largest one was called Bacol, and it had like 2% rhabdo. I actually had a patient have rhabdo who was on it right before it was taken off the market. Um, but the ones that are currently on the market do not have a very high risk of rhabdomyolysis. The main thing is GI upset and muscle pain. Um, can also cause memory loss in some people. And certain, um, certain statins can also cause um, liver damage. So... Typically, you want to monitor LFTs like every six months or so. What's an LFT? Oh, you guys are smart. Um, What else? Oh, statins work best if you give them at night because that's when cholesterol is manufactured by your liver. The one exception to that is Lipitor because it's, it lasts 72 hours, so it doesn't really matter when you give Lipitor, but all the others should be typically be given at night. And well, how do they all end? Statin. statin. So statin is the nickname. It's not their actual class. The actual class is HMG, co- acetyl coenzyme A inhibitor. We don't care about that. <coughs> all right, the other, the other classes you need to know. Um, bile acid sequestrants. Prevent um, cholesterol from being absorbed in the gut. So you poop them out. Prevent cholesterol from being absorbed in the gut. Remember we said that um, we talked about bile acids? Bile acids are made up in part of cholesterol. The bile acids surround lipids in your gut and then are absorbed into the, in, through the intestine into your bloodstream. So bile acid sequestrants prevent them from coming back into the intestine, so you poop them out. I don't think so, no. There's um, fibrates, like gemfibrozil. Fibrates um, also do similar blocking action, but they primarily affect triglycerides. Then we have um, niacin. Niacin is a B-type, also called nicotinic acid, is a uh, B-type vitamin, and major, it majorly works on HDL, and the major side effect with it is called flushing. Now, who sees the color of Stacy's sweater? What we're talking about is someone looking that color. Um, the, when they say flushing, it is like you're normal, you're normal, you're normal, woof, you're red and puffy and itchy. It can be reduced by taking it along with aspirin. Itchy, yes. Just how it works. You can try. What? It works okay. Yeah. Um, now, if you take, if you look at your multivitamin, it probably has like 50, 50 micrograms or something of niacin in it. That's not going to cause flushing. Niacin. It's what? <laughs> All right. Um, there you go. Now I know everything we need to know about cholesterol, kind of.